This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, The Artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilogue Media, the podcasting network. So you can find us on their website, epilogmedia slash the artists. And of course, you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavon to Google Podcasts. Everything is mentioned in the description. And of course, you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host, Suchita, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. Why do we have solace? We can literally count them on our fingers. Independent film producer in our country, and that is India. How important is the relationship between a producer and a director? What are the important qualities that a producer must have before they board a film? This and much more in today's conversation with Kanu Bell. Kanu, of course, wrote the film LSD, which most of us loved. Uh, in 2014, his debut feature as a director, Titli, was premiered at the Uncertain Regard Cannes. And it went on to win eight international awards, including the Net Pack and Best Foreign Film from the French Syndicate of Cinema Critics. It played uh, in a lot of major film festivals as well. His short film, Benuka Sapna, premiered at Clermont-Ferrand Short Film Festival in 2019 and it won the Student Jury Prize uh, for the Best Short. Hi, Kanu. Welcome to our podcast, The Artist, and thank you for taking our time. Um, I happened to see both your films back-to-back again and absolutely loved it, Titli and uh, Benu. And I was uh, wanting to start the conversation by knowing why, what is it that excites you in filmmaking uh, and why did you choose to become a filmmaker? Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me uh, on the podcast, first of all. Sure. Uh, Big question to start off with. What is it that excites me about filmmaking? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. You know, it's 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 the only thing that I do. It's it's you know, I guess as banal as it sounds, I I think I love telling stories. I love pulling away curtains. I love getting to the bottom of things. I love having a conversation. You know, I I like observing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like being able to, you know, create a document. For the times that we live in, nice. um, yeah. and just have a sort of a representation of of our life, of our times, and and all of that, I think, comes together in in film, and and I guess that that was that just became a natural fascination. Mm. And how and how's the journey been so far? I mean, are you enjoying the process? Do you love it? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, it's it's been a it's been a fun journey it's been a it's been a, it's been quite a ride hmm. um you know from from a kid who was completely fascinated by uh you know films like ben hur and last emperor hmm. i remember going to watch these classics with my mother as a 11 12 year old hmm. completely fascinated because fortunately i was in a film household when both my parents were actors yes. and they were writing and directing hmm. so i i i i knew very early on that you know this was constructed this was constructed reality and you know that really fascinated me how has someone achieved all of this hmm. you know how are these complex stories being told i was not able to articulate it to myself but i think even at that point i was completely taken in by the idea that a group of people had put together this thing you know and it felt so life like it felt like how we live our lives so i think from that beginning to to the point where i actually decided that that i wanted to explore cinema uh, to going to film school uh, you know and then coming to bombay it's been it's been quite a ride uh, you know it's 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 to be honest it has it has rather than it has it has all happened so quickly you mm. know things things have moved so quickly and i've been very lucky uh, to to you know get exposed to documentary at film school first being able to practice film in a way and not just be an armchair filmmaker from very early on mm. you know even even when i was at film school i was already doing some docs mm. so it gave me an opportunity to really get my hands dirty and 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 see what what were the deficiencies as a filmmaker what was i lacking because documentary takes you into a completely different realm yes. suddenly you are not in control the film is making itself and you know you are just a witness in a way to to a lot of reality unfolding and and it's about how you're talking to what's in front of you yeah um from there coming to bombay meeting dibakar you know oi lucky then getting this uh amazing opportunity to write lsd with him you know it was mm-hmm. such a yes. such a such an interesting idea to be able to work on that kind of a film mm-hmm. and from there you know just just uh, going through a very tumultuous period with my own personal life totally emerging from a lot of that reflection mm-hmm. and and then going through the usual grind bombay grind of yeah. of uh, saying okay now the first film is out but hey hello world you know oh mm. this is what it's like you know because in many ways i think titli again was you know there was dibakar there was yashraj i was just able to concentrate on the film that i wanted to make mm. but then also the this beast that that we often call bollywood dawns on you because there's only a certain kind of film that mostly people want to do here mm. so then 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 it becomes like a hello world and and nav- navigating what's all around you kind of kind of situation mm. and to be able to to express binu uh, out of that mm. and to be able to you know write agra find the courage to to follow what it is that you really want to want to talk about and go on this really crazy journey that agra has been it's so it's it's been it's been quite an interesting ride sure and uh, tell me uh, kanu where do your stories come from do you actively look for them do you wait for them to come do you look for the experiences um 
you know we are all growing and learning as as we are going mm. so i think i'm also evolving my process as i go mm. uh so so when you ask me where do the stories come from i i, I there is no one answer for it mm. there's an ever ever evolving answer to it how did titli come to me was was you know completely different from the film that i had written before that there was a feature that i had written before titli which was me going out actively seeking a story because i was really desperate to make a film mm. you know and mm. i wrote that film and it was quite a bad film in in retrospect it was quite a bad script Uh, but but the need to make a film was superseding over everything else you know the need to be a filmmaker or a director and that ha- that 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 was happening after after having quite uh, traveled quite a bit of the journey you know mm-hmm. with 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 documentary which so it's not like you're disconnected from yourself but i think there are these constant phases where you have to you know course correct Uh, constantly and keep learning and keep evolving so even though i had come from a, a, a you know a 4 5 year period maybe even a 7 8 year period of doing documentary uh, uh, uh growing as a filmmaker uh, uh learning the fact that you know uh, you had to keep your ego uh, uh aside to be to be any sort of a not even a good filmmaker but even to be a beginner the first thing was to keep your ego aside and let the film be a beast of its own and still you know it's hard for me now to look back and go and say see that i had written a script which was just based just just you know born out of very different needs and then you go and course correct and with titli you know when when i went through that whole experience because a lot of lot was happening in my personal life parallelly also but when when i was able to get distance from the experience of writing this screenplay which eventually didn't work out uh i i realized that you know my process had gone a little awry and and the 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 germs the seed of titli came out of that that realization where i said you know i don't need to look for a story the the stories are mm-hmm. here they're all around me mm-hmm. they're looking for me it's really about me attempting to go ahead and listen to myself rather than trying to you know put myself on a pedestal and put myself in a position uh, position where i'm trying to sermonize you know so a lot of titli was born out of out of that that need and a, a lot of it was very personal to me you know a lot of my uh, 34 years uh, of my life were were sort of tightly packed into that film mm-hmm. um and and after that after that whole process has gone uh, uh, you know you've gone through that whole process you've juiced yourself out then you go ahead and ask yourself a question again you know what next mm. what is it that i'm that i'm strongly feeling what is it that that i'd rather what is it that i'd want to be uh, to to start a conversation about and and at that point you're probably feeling something which you might not have fully experienced yourself and then you probably then you know for agra the process has been slightly different because i've created actively created certain experiences for myself mm. to be able to fully experience places where i might not necessarily have gone fully there yet you know but 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 experience it create that experience go to that place feel what it is truly like to be at that place and then come back and try to get some distance and and write it and see you know where it's going so so why did you think why did your life think that now you wanted to move from non-fiction to fiction and are you not going to go back to non-fiction or are you still doing it i i mean i was anyway i a very fiction oriented person mm. um even before going to film school 
uh, again you know just going back to my growing up i was i was brought up in a in a fiction environment both both my parents uh, they they delved in fiction when i was growing up so that's what i was seeing you know and and i was seeing mostly fiction documentary anyway in in those years in the mid 90s or or early 2000s there wasn't there wasn't a lot of exposure you couldn't get to see a lot of good documentary mm-hmm. you know there were on, only those talking heads kind of mm-hmm. dudashan kind of docs that you that you usually saw so there was zero exposure to documentary i only got exposed to a certain kind of documentary at film school where i saw you know some masters like kosakovsky where i went oh oh my god you can you know there are docs like this too and the doc bug completely bit me and i had to uh, you know also because it was probably easier for me to 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 practice a lot of what i was learning through documentary and and in retrospect it has helped my my fiction work also because it really made me understand that i was not the one who was making a film the film was making itself i was just a participant in that process yes, right yes. so so that was one of the key breakthroughs for me as a filmmaker i, I think it was the biggest lesson that i learned at film school beyond anything else you know and that just just that just came from the process of being involved in shooting a film you know there were there were lectures there were mentors i've had i i've had fabulous mentors at film school and you learned so much from everything but what i'm saying is the biggest lesson was actually from the process of making the film um um and and that once that ego dissolved then then that started to show in my fiction work also and 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 it somehow felt a little less stilted and a little less uh, 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 you know created um mm. so yeah i i absolutely loved the 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 doc years and uh, um uh, and i i i had always wanted to keep on doing documentary but when i came to bombay and when when oilaki happened and i was working on it as an assistant mm. i i was still editing my my last doc at that point of time and i very quickly realized that it was very very difficult as an assistant to sort of you know float in both the boats i could either be a, a full time assistant on a project and make sure that i was doing uh, you know all that i was supposed to do and more or be be able to freelance and and do make the kind of docs that i that i want to make so it was sort of an automatic transition because oilaki led to lsd again there was no space mm. lsd then 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 automatically led to writing a screenplay and then titli and then binnu so so yeah it was not something that i did not want to continue it just i didn't have space because fiction by itself is is it's it's a complete rigor you know both both have their own rigor um there are very few people who are able to straddle successfully between both worlds i mean i i hugely admire someone like a herzog mm. who's who's just you know his 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 oof is just fantastic yes. across both fiction and documentary but yeah i i would love to uh, go back to documentary there are a couple of ideas that i'm playing with now okay just just uh, mulling over this word of yours ego dissolved uh, just for our listeners uh, and also for all of us how would you define that in terms of dissolving the ego huh? yeah mm-hmm. yeah it is it it is it's probably one of it, it one of the key questions yes. that i i think every every filmmaker faces mm-hmm. um but it's it's got no easy answer okay mm-hmm. let me let me take a stab at this mm-hmm. um it, okay mm-hmm. you know you know there's a there's a very uh, i feel there's a very loose and and sort of false yes uh uh 
how should i say uh, idea uh, mm. out in the world that films are stories Mm. films are actually not stories mm. films are or, or any for any sort of film here i'm talking about you know documentary uh, fiction whatever animation whatever form of of storytelling uh, storytelling is really not about telling a story you know it's stories are actually a ruse that you create to be able to mm, represent a certain time space uh, for your audience take them into a specific point of time uh in a, a, at a specific place where you see people behaving in specific ways and that causes ripples and if if there is enough observation in it and if there is enough for lack of a better word emotion or or you know investment in it then you create ripples for an audience which which makes which takes them back to similar places in their own lives right Mm-hmm. and and this cannot be done by telling a story you know so so the moment we begin from telling a story we really are are consciously or unconsciously subscribing ourselves to a model where we as a filmmaker are trying to put ourselves on a pedestal and mm-hmm. it almost becomes like a one-sided sermon yeah. you know mm-hmm. that that a filmmaker feels like they are in a particular position to be able to give to their audience let me tell you a story is for me the death of, mm. of the idea mm. you know mm. so it's it's very very problematic to begin from there so this this idea of the ego for me is deeply connected to the idea of the story you know mm. uh, uh uh and and hence the idea of plot and and you needing to construct su- stuff to be able to tell a story um so so yeah i guess that's where i'm coming from you know film for me is more of a conversation uh that that you're having with the audience it's more about the negative spaces it's more about what is happening to the people between the dialogue you know it's more mm-hmm. about the pauses it's because because it's really in the pauses where the a the story has been told b the character has felt what they had to feel and you've consumed what they have to feel and yet you are still there in that moment after all the consumption has been done it's then that the audience is getting time with themselves you know and and that emotion becomes theirs to feel in that negative space and yeah. and and do you do you do you think about the audience when you are writing your film or when you are cutting your film do you think that this is how they should react well i mean from for me the first audience is me mm. i myself as a, I, i am an audience mm. for my films right mm. so mm. so i i don't treat myself as a filmmaker mm. i i don't think i'm in the position to be a in double quotes filmmaker i'm an mm. audience and and you know there's something that is affecting me emotionally and and i want to talk about it and i want to have a conversation as i said so i want to share it which means that I am a part of the audience which means that I have faith that if I'm feel, feeling this there are at least 20 other people who are feeling the same thing you know mm. and they want to have this conversation so I'm just a seed that is a part of that room that is throwing that conversation out and hopefully it gets amplified by a two hour document stretching over time and space and and it generates a strong enough feeling for some sort of a debate or some sort of a conversation to start once that 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 experience reaches up 
Tell me, Kano, how did you pitch Titli? Did you go out and pitch and say this is going to open in Cannes? <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, as I said, you know, Titli was born out of a very, very different need, hmm. uh, personal need for me. I was never, uh, you know, thinking of any festival. Hmm. It was never a festival film. Hmm. Uh, in fact, if you would have read the script, it would not have felt like a. a fe- I mean, that was never the idea. Mm. I mean, I, mm. I had gone a very, very turbulent time in my personal life. I had gone through a divorce. Uh, you know, I had I had gone through a relationship which has got which had gotten torn apart. Uh, you know, uh, and and there were a lot of things that I regretted doing in that relationship. And I was trying to find answers for myself. You know, that that coupled with having spent two years on a film that I was I had some distance from the script that never got made, which I saw now was completely constructed you know it was it was born out of seeing other films and and trying to be someone else mm. and and when that didn't work and you know coupled with everything else that was happening in my in my life i really took a step back and i said you know fuck this shit i'm 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 i don't i won't bother if if whatever i write next i i'm not going to bother if it gets made or not it has to come from my own life what is happening here you know let me take a step back and consolidate and understand why why these things are happening so that was the central impulse for impulse from mm. for, from where the film began yeah. it was really a need to investigate uh, uh you know uh, deep within and 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 hopefully reconstruct uh, uh some parts uh and so that's where it began and and it was a constant sort of then uh, uh investigation of, of of that and and uh, it took us time, me and Sharad. It took us a year and a half till mm. we were satisfied with the script, and then it was there. You know, it was just there, and and uh, fortunately, uh, you know, I had a relationship with Bakar, and and I showed him this uh, script, and he immediately took a liking to it. He said, you know, he said this is this is something that needs to get made. Mm. And as far as pitching it goes, I mean, it, it wasn't really necessary because. Mm. I, I had I had a fantastic producer. Yes. Uh, you know, I was, I was really lucky. A filmmaker, a great filmmaker in his uh, in his own right. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, understands material. One of the very few I can count on. Yes. On the fingers of one hand, uh, people in this town who True. are who are bothered with just what are you trying to say yeah. with the film, mm. and not all the other you know ancillaries involved around. The project again in double quote. So I had a fantastic producer who was who was constantly pushing me, constantly asking me to to take that extra step, go that extra mile, and and you know uh, see w- where the film can go forward. Tell me, Kano, if DBP was not on board, so as a filmmaker and filmmakers who are listening to this podcast, how important was the is the collaboration with the producer for a director? A couple of things, a couple of pointers, if you would like to point out. Uh, would the journey, second, would the journey be different if DBP, uh, with whom you already had a relationship, was not on board? Um, absolutely. I think I, 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 I think your relationship as a filmmaker with your producer is the most important relationship. Yeah. There, there is no looking away from that. As I already said, I can count on mm. one hand yes. on my fingers yeah. uh, the 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 number of producers in town uh, mm. who would 
who are bothered by what is it that you're trying to say, yeah. uh, you know, rather than the other stuff mm-hmm. around the project. So, uh, you know, there's there's. And and it's the same internationally also, I feel. I mean, there's only the one Megan Ellison or there's only one Plan B, mm. you know. There are mm. there are only those those many people out there who are who are really mm. uh, invested in the cutting edge of what where film can push the boundaries rather than regurgitating this this the 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 same same old, same old. But yeah, the the relationship with your producer is absolutely paramount because especially for an indie kind of film, I think it's really hard to fib your way through a film, right? You have to be honest and you have to be upfront and and you have to be able to uh, look your producer in the eye and say, this is what we are setting out to make, right? Because because if if that relationship is not a look in the eye kind of relationship, yeah. then it leads to, then it just leads into several problems then, then later on. So, so yeah, it's a it's a very very key relationship. Um, what was the second part of your question? Do you think if DBP was not part of uh, Titli, do you see the journey being different? Do you see the film being different? Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I I mean, I had other people who wanted to make the film at that point without mm-hmm. taking names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew that. I mean, considering the circumstances I was in, considering the already the evolved level of my relationship with Dabakar, knowing him as a filmmaker, knowing his uh, knowing his preoccupations as a filmmaker and as a producer, I knew that this is the place where I would get to uh, not only make the film that I want to make, but also uh, create the best environment for the film to flourish uh, by itself as a beat, beast beyond me, you know. Uh, uh, I, I genuinely don't don't think that as a filmmaker you are the one who makes the film. Yeah. It's everybody who comes together on a on a film. Yes. So just that environment, uh, uh, if you have the right producer, is is a blessing, you know, because it 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 brings many more voices around the film that create a, a bigger ripple than than the one where it all started. So. So yeah, probably the film would have been made if if it was not DBP or if it was some other producer. Uh, but the nature of the film would have changed. Who knows? It's hard to say. Mm. Maybe it would have been a better film or a worse film. I I don't know. Mm. But it would have been a different film for sure. With every producer, it would have had been a different kind of film. Yes, lovely. So come tell me, 2014 is when you made Thetley, right? Am I am I right with the with the yeah, year yeah. And, and then 2020. What took you so long to come out with Agra? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say the system that we are a part of, mm. you know. Yeah, what's, what, um, what's with the system? I mean, it doesn't encourage uh, a certain kind of film mm. at all. Um, most good films that you see around you are are in spite of the system, not because of the yes, system that, yes. we, that, mm. that we live in. Yeah. So it's a bat- it's a battle and I, I think um, especially after having gone through the experience of Titli, mm. I didn't didn't want to take a step back and I didn't want to um, put myself in a position where I was uh, becoming a journeyman filmmaker where I was I was doing films for the heck of it you yeah. know because because I wanted to make a film. Uh, that lesson I had learned the hard way, and I didn't want to go back to that road. Um, and uh, and I mean, 
I'm sure every film is difficult, and every filmmaker, whoever you ask, will 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 absolutely vouch for it. That just getting any sort of film, you know, I'm not even talking about an indie film or or anything. Any film by itself is a is is a difficult undertaking. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe in this case, the the where I wanted to go, you know, Agra is a film about sexuality and the idea of space, and and somehow there isn't a a, a, a consolidated conversation about sexuality uh, in a in a, in a certain way in our in our country our our cinema refuses to to go there uh, you know refuses to explore those spaces um, um, and and that uh, the the fact that the subject subject matter by itself was was how should we say not very uh, audience friendly as as producers like to put it hmm. um, and uh, the fact that the film had a certain tone, uh, a certain tenor, and was wanting to push uh, uh, the boundaries with something that, that it was trying to say, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it it wasn't an easy sell. It wasn't it wasn't an it wasn't easy to look in the eye and say, okay, here's something that 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 we should be talking about. Mm-hmm. And. Uh... Do you feel that a couple of things that you find in the system which are problematic or rather uh, being problematic, traveling for a filmmaker from point A to point B becomes a very long journey. Uh, Do you feel, would you like to point out a couple of things that can be worked upon to ease that journey, A? And B, do you think that it's specifically only in India or it's world over? <laughs> Absolutely, it's a it's a difficult journey. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, these are problems that I I feel it's a problem the world over. Mm-hmm. I I feel it has nothing to do with film. It has it reflects the times that we live in. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger it's a bigger socio political cultural problem that we are dealing with. Uh, it's it's everywhere, uh, mm-hmm. and and it's only it's only uh, you know it's only increasing now. There is, there is. I, I feel there is lesser and lesser space for nuance today in the world that we live in. Mm. Uh, we are pushing ourselves more towards the blacks and whites, and and yeah. even there, there is no space anymore for for moderates, for that matter. Right? You have to take a position today. Either you're on the right or you're not on the right, or whatever yeah. that is. You yeah. Because because the left certainly doesn't exist. So mm. I would say you're not on the right. But you have to have a position. That's where we've reached, you know. So, in the absence of of uh, of of the moderate position, what happens to nuance? You know, the the world that we live in is refusing to look at any sort of nuance, and that will that will certainly reflect itself in our cultural spaces. So, any sort of work, whether it's film or any other art form, uh, you know, nuance is going to find. Uh, lesser and lesser uh, 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 sort of takers, and that's really what we are what we are struggling with. I feel at 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 the root of it, that is the problem that that we are encountering. So you see, you I, I feel you are seeing a slow uh, death chokehold to uh, uh, you know getting tightened around a certain kind of cinema. I feel like the South is an exception again because you know this is this is one of the two things that I would like to point out. Which could be possible solutions is one of the strengths in, say, you know, Tamil cinema or Malayalam mm-hmm. cinema, which is that the actors, you know, the idea of beauty, the type of actors, 
the 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 stars there the so called star system is very very different there which is directly related to the idea of who a hero can be right mm. so 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 the southern uh, cinema has done way better so the 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 two big lacune that i that that i see here definitely is a lack of producers who are interested yes. in a certain kind of film yeah. and be be uh, the lack of a certain kind of actor you know uh, and 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 the loss of irfan one can't one yes. can't really mm. say uh, you know one can't stress enough but yeah. the the lack of a certain kind of actor for sure who's willing to go out of their comfort zone and truly interested in what cinema is you know and not just what their images how they get projected on the, on screen which is where you see pockets in the west where they're able to make a certain kind of uh, cinema whether it's whether it's french cinema with their actors who heavily invest uh, in voices and in filmmakers and are ready to go on the ride are ready to uh, uh, you know there's 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 a more evolved uh, film culture and you know pockets of the us now even in the us you see more or less now the emergence of the the big ticket tentpole and and that mid budget uh, you know indie 8 to 10 million dollar film has completely vanished now you know mm-hmm. so it's even there it's the un- million dollar or under million dollar uh, you know uh, yes. someone like a blumhouse it started with yeah. blumhouse hmm. blumhouse and horror and and then they start there they've started to you know uh, branch out and they went ahead and and did a couple of films which which were still small budget kanu as you rightly pointed out in terms of a vacuum of producers spe- specifically the independent producers in india how can we fill yeah. that because i see the producers becoming directors so what's going to happen with the directors are they going to turn yeah. into producers <laughs> <laughs> they already have i mean yeah. they, they, it's it, it, i mean for for years now it's not just now i mean We've just producing it uh-huh. Yeah. We've seen that over the last fifty, sixty years. So that's the solution. Always... That's the solution. No, it's not hmm. a solution. Yeah. We need producers. Yeah. You know, we need we need more Gunit Mongas yes. in in our country. Uh, uh, you know, we need we need many more uh, producers who understand what yes. what cinema is. You know, it's not just and there's obviously the huge legacy of uh, uh, theater. You know, cinema in itself is still trying to find its feet. because we we really come from the we are rooted in more in the theatrical tradition mm. you know you know with the ancient art forms with the with jatra and and everything else so most of our films are still theater uh, you know and still uh, you know loosely disguised uh, moral tales social dramas more kids plays you know uh, which are which are more for me radio plays very dialogue driven rather than being visual so so it which 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 harks back to the whole theatrical tradition so i think that in itself being able to look at cinema in a certain way and look at it as a visual medium you know and being able to uh, as a producer uh, 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 delve into that and and understand the power of it as a visual medium and uh, want want it want to push it in that direction is is what is really needed absolutely totally do you see your stories change post covid ah uh, hard to say mm. uh, it's it i'm sure it's a question everybody is grappling with mm. right now mm. i i don't have an answer for it right now mm. because i'm st- i'm still living what we are going through i'm still experiencing it i i i don't have enough distance from it yet to to say whether it will or not 
um yeah i don't know i don't mm-hmm. know how does how does your day look like um you know a lot, lot of people think filmmaking is like you know what do you guys do like how do you spend your time so how does your day look like how do how do you start your day how do you uh, push your boundaries if you do well i'm pretty <laughs> chaotic that way i i work in bursts when i'm writing i'm just writing and i'll usually you know uh, uh, give it a right old burst till i have a draft and then i'll take some time away from it Mm-hmm. and then i'll get back to it you know give it that distance and get back to it probably after two weeks three weeks dip, depends on how quickly or not i i i want to finish the material that that i'm dealing with um these days i'm also editing my feature so mm-hmm. part of the day is is fortunately you know i was able to finish shoot uh, before all of this happened mm-hmm. so i'm in post on my film so so part of the day is dedicated to you know just finishing the film Mm-hmm. um starting the day with some sort of exercise just a bit of yoga mm-hmm. um you know just just letting the day soak in and then getting in some of the day is writing and and some of it is editing mm-hmm. and also you know just just taking time off really yes. you know also mm-hmm. just taking some distance and and it's i i feel it's okay to also not be doing anything absolutely yeah. uh it's it, because i feel like even when you're not doing anything you are doing something mm. there's your okay. unconscious mind is at work it's 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 uh, also uh, uh, you know processing a lot and you have to be able to give it uh, that time to process uh, so it's completely fine for me to not do something in a day also because i trust something bigger that is at work and and i'd rather mm, you know uh, invest Uh, the time through a day in being able to live that day uh, and 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 train myself better to be in the present moment and experience it because that is what is is helping hone one of the key things for you as a filmmaker which is observation you've got to also yes. step back and observe and 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 see life roll by rather than always wanting to be saying things or doing things so so i think that a mixture of this sort of works for me lovely kano three films that three films or three filmmakers that you go back to i really look forward to every jacques audiard film for sure mm. uh you know i i really like uh, a prophet mm. i i kind of like rust and bone mm. uh you know all of his films i i i really like deepan um yeah, oh, so yes. he mm. he's definitely one of the contemporaries that that i like to see Hmm. um amongst the greats obviously always one can always keep going back to kubrick mm, um yes. constantly i can i can watch uh, 2001 uh, the shining uh, lolita you know in any any number of times any any of his films i can pick up and watch any number of times hmm. um yeah and and kirostami abbas kirostami i have to say um completely different uh, amazing amazing uh power of storytelling where absolutely nothing is being said and yet every frame every every second feels like it's it's full of so many things that are being said without making an effort um uh, uh, yeah so yeah i would i would have to say i mean if you're only asking me for three then kubrick kirastami jacques audiard Uh, although i really like gaspar no too thank you so much kanu it was such a pleasure chatting with you i think this is a whole meal <laughs> thank you thank you thanks so much for having me
So guys, uh, do let us know what you thought about this conversation. Uh, you know where to find us on our WhatsApp number. You can find us on our Twitter handles, uh, Metaphysical Lab and Eblog Media. And of course, uh, you can subscribe to us uh, on various podcasting platforms that we are present on. Okay, so what am I pondering on? I'm pondering on the 1912 Oil on Canvas by Marcel Duchamp's Nude descending a staircase and many have correlated the beautiful frozen frames with the rise of moving pictures in the earlier 20th century hence the influence in the aesthetics of paintings by the moving images i'm also pondering on the maslow's hierarchy of needs now why am i pondering on that because i'm wondering where does humanity stand right now like in the present situation the covid situation and in the coming episodes you're going to hear a bit more about maslow's hierarchy of needs and uh i think about it go check it out if you have not seen it yet and i'm going to leave you with a quote by bruce lee that goes like this a goal is not always meant to be reached it often serves simply as something to aim at